Welcome to You're the Shift, a podcast by Flora Fauna Healing. My name is Kayla. I'm an intuitive and energy healer, a tarot reader, an astrologer, a mentor, a Holy Fire 2 Reiki master, and an artist. My content centers around helping you to live authentically as your best self. I use a blend of my own intuition and experiences to help challenge inner narratives that can help keep us all stuck. Radical self-love and authenticity is the name of the game. I offer classes and mentorships, readings, and free resources to help these shifts take place. This podcast may not be for the faint of heart. I am brutally honest here, and so you may find some episodes you relate to. Some might be difficult to hear as well. Always treat yourself with kindness. If something in these words sparks movement within you, all of my services are listed on my website, www.florifonahealing.org. Thanks for being on the ride with me. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to You're the Shift, a podcast with Flora Fauna Healing. I am so excited to be back here. It has been a long time. Sometimes you got to put out all these little fires, and in that moment, you're not sure where your authenticity is laying. And so I didn't want to speak during that point because I was sitting on things, reflecting on things, taking things in and figuring out where I stood within them. When you live a life that's sort of a complex web, and I think a lot of us can relate to this, you're going through that act of unlearning, you're going through that act of clearing away all the things that you've been told about yourself, about society, about how life is supposed to work, and you're trying to figure out what that truth for you is. There can be a lot of damaging takes. There can be a lot of not fully baked thoughts, not fully ripened ideas. And so I didn't quite want to share where I was in that process out of still needing time to allow those truths to come to fruition. And so that's what this podcast is about this time. You know how I said I was going to do it in relating to my Patreon? I lied to you. That was another one of those half-baked truths. I discovered that what I was doing, it was a step in the right direction, but it still wasn't fully fitting myself. And again, we go through these things where we do things and we're like, oh yeah, this is a great idea on paper, but it doesn't meet your energetic needs. It doesn't meet the needs of productivity that you have or the lack of productivity that you want to have in your life. And and it was just too much energetic output for not enough input, if that makes sense. When you give into something, you want it to give back to you. And so doing this podcast gives back to me because I get to hear what you guys think about it. I get to air my own thoughts. I have a very strong Mercury and it likes it when I air my thoughts out. And I often get most of my downloads when I do that. Just actively talking to other people, just sitting in their energetic presence does something for me, even if they're not speaking. Just to allow a platform of sharing and just witnessing to allow that energy to unfold. And so today I wanted to talk to you guys about inner truths. And I know that we've been on this tangent a little bit, but we're going to take it deeper as we all learn our lessons deeper. So we are kind of like onions and there are so many different layers to us. And as we, when we think we get something, that's absolutely when we don't get it. When you truly get something, you know you have to learn it deeper. You know you're going to learn it deeper, and you know you're going to learn it again and again and again. And such is the nature of what we go through. And when we get to a place where we think we finally understood, I always look at that as, okay, but I am going to learn this deeper at some point. This is my current level of understanding with this problem. Someone or some blessed thing or person is going to be able to shed some light on how I can heal deeper. And so that's been my process. These last few months of silence has really been figuring out what my truths are, truly. And in this onion layer, it's like you peel back one thing 
that creates space for you to look at a deeper version of it. We learn our truths in steps, and that's really important to realize. So obviously we've talked about dissonance and we've talked about receptivity, and that's really what I've been struggling with. You live your life in a certain way where you have a dream, you have something you want to achieve, and that thing comes with all these layers. And when you've lived a life where you've been told that your own voice is not good enough or the way that you think is too abstract, you won't succeed in the world that you are in, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I can't succeed in the world that I'm in because I'm not built for it. Maybe I need to build my own way, my own way to create space for myself within that archetypal structure. And so that's really what I've been learning. You can't live your life authentically If you do not have a life that is authentic to you, we go through all these things where we're unlearning and continually working at that. And sometimes it can get really, really difficult. We run into something that we're like, "Mm, I'm not ready to deal with that yet. I'm kind of stuck here. And it's sort of like the two of swords in tarot, if you will, that, that blindfold that you've willingly put on yourself to allow your circumstances to continue. And so As an onion layer person, I had already learned the lesson I just learned, and I've learned it multiple times, and yet I needed to go back again, and I needed to learn it again. And there's no shame in that. There's just, okay, now this thing really just is never going to be workable for me. This thing that I've stepped aside from in my life is just never going to create space for me to be myself within. And at some point, we have to accept that that's okay. Why does it have to be not okay? Why does anybody get the right to tell you, looking at your life, that what you're doing isn't good enough? Like, if we're talking about jobs or relationships or anything like that, we all have these truths within ourselves. Pardon my stutter. We all have these truths within ourselves. And as we go through the onion layer, we change. And if the things around us aren't changing, if the things around us are still the same, then that is a direct line to stagnation. That means that new energy isn't coming in. You're the same person still, even though you've learned all these things and you have changed. The outside um, energy of your environment remains the same. And so how are you really supposed to move forward because you've created a dissonance in your life where your life's not suiting you and you're choosing to uphold it because there's something that you want in your life to stay And so you're creating dissonance within yourself. And the point is, we outgrow things all the time. People's, people, jobs, relationships, all of these things, places of living, etc. I feel like people around you don't allow you to change. People around you want you to stay the same so that they can be um, getting the same level of energy and access to you that they did before. And when those changes happen, those systems can't be upheld anymore. And suddenly you're going to go through periods of extreme loneliness because you've shifted and you're causing shifts in your life and people around you can't see why you're doing them. But the point is, if you are that other person and you can't see why somebody's making a shift, you got to ask yourself why you think that's any of your business. The changes that somebody makes always, at least supposedly always, reflect something deeper within them that is not really about you. They may be making a quote-unquote mistake with their change, etc., etc., and so you want to steer them in the right direction. No, you can't do that. You have to let people make their own mistakes. You have to just give them love and support while they do so. It's none of your business. 
people need to go through these things to learn. And if we take away those learning opportunities because we know better because we're coming at a place of judgment, then what are we really doing for that person? We're not invested in that person's growth. We're controlling because we think we know better. Because we think our ego is rearing its ugly head and it's sitting there going, no, I know what's best for you. Maybe you don't. Maybe there's so many intricacies to that person that they haven't expressed. Maybe there's this huge pressing issue in that person's life that they don't really know how to talk about. Maybe they need to try these half-baked ideas for themselves to be able to see that they're not the right fit. Maybe they just feel like they've done everything and they're staring down that two of swords and their idea is to run away. That's got to be what you let them do. It's not your job to let anybody's decisions be what you rule. And so on the other token of that, if you are the person making those decisions, other people's opinions about them are none of your business. And I say this with love because having grown up in a people-pleaser culture, there are so many layers to finding your inner truth that people don't notice at first. Like I've been asked a lot of times to protect people that have caused me great grief in my life. And I'm looking at them like, okay, so you want me to not talk about the things that you've done? Why? Do you have regret at doing them? No. Have you apologized to me for doing those things? No. Where in your sphere of thought do you think you get protection from me? No. That's not how this works. And so when you start making those changes, there are people in your structure, in your sphere, that are going to tell you, no, you can't do that. You can't talk about these things. You can't be as open as you are. You can't make the changes you want to make because it affects me. But they didn't think about how it affected you when they caused the dissonance between you and themselves. They didn't think about it. They were doing what's best for themselves, but if you do what's best for yourself, you start to make these serious waves and you can't uphold their structure anymore. And so now everything that's been between you and these people that you're moving away from is dissonance. And they're going to continually look at you, point the finger at you and say that you're the problem because you created the dissonance without wanting to actually look at their own behaviors or do the work to understand why it is that you had to move away from that energy in the first place. When people move away from you, it's a deeper lesson for you. Whether that's good or bad, when you move away from other people, that is both a lesson for you and for them. Again, good or bad. It simply is. Sometimes you just have to make these choices for yourself and they just are. But the thing is, if you're looking around you and you're continually running into toxicity and everything around you has stagnated and there's just these things staring you down, you know what you need to do. And you take as much time with that as you need. But don't feel like you need to be in a position where you need to protect other people, other things, etc. Because they never thought about protecting you. And I'm not saying you need to air the dirty laundry all over the place. That's your personal choice. It's more, you don't have to carry guilt you don't own. And sometimes people in our lives make us carry guilt that doesn't belong to us. It actually belongs to them. And then they project that guilt onto us. But the point is, your inner truths are buried by this projected guilt that other people have projected onto you that you might have even picked up. Like, let's say you are in a family business and you have never wanted to really be in that, but you know that if you leave, you're going to disappoint such and such person. It's going to break their heart. Business can't run without you. And none of that is your problem. Truthfully, none of that is your problem. 
It is our perception about what other people think and feel that causes us to stay stuck. And I'm not saying you need to be ruthless or unkind. Like, that's, again, on you and how you handle that decision. But the point is that I'm trying to make is you have truths and those truths go to bed with you every night and wake up with you every day. And they are loud and glaring. And when we ignore them, we start to experience dis-ease in our bodies, in our souls, in our minds. And we often uphold that our entire lives. And why? Why, though? Why do you need to stay in that toxic family system? It's not benefiting you. It's not benefiting them either now that you've noticed the dissonance and you're starting to step away from it. Why? Truly, why? What you need to do in your life is what is best for you. This is your life. And we've been raised to believe that our lives belong to other people. That we're a good person if we do things for other people. That we are good people. But I can tell you right now, I am a much better person when I do what I need to do for me. I shine brighter. I hit different. And other people don't understand that because they see me. And I think a lot of people, you guys can probably relate to this in your own lives too. People see what I have to offer and then they use it, but they don't look at the person underneath. They just look at my openness. And so I end up in a lot of toxic situations because I don't set boundaries from the get-go. But when I set boundaries from the get-go, people are mad. That's their problem. Now that I've set boundaries from the get-go in any of my relationships, business, dealings, anything like that, I'm setting the stage for the way that I expect to be treated. But I'm also setting the stage for the way that you need to be treated within that interaction. And so everybody wins. But the truth is, people who don't know that, they don't win because they can't have their toxic parameters of access that they want. And again, that's not my problem. That's not what I'm here to teach. I'm here to teach people how to step into their best selves. That's what I want. I want to help people be their best selves, whatever that looks like for them. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm just providing tools and resources that have helped me. I want to see people shine in their own way. And I want people to step into their own integrity and, and live life their own way. And I just want to be a safe space to allow that to happen for them, to allow them to shift into what really works for them and learn their lessons and be in neutral space to talk that out with. That's my beef. That's my shtick. But a lot of people don't get that. And I look at it as, okay, so I don't really want anything from this. I don't. I just want to be a platform for people to help them figure themselves out because I know how hard it's been to go through my own life and unlearn all of this crap that kept me in a box, not allowed to express the best parts of who I am because it was a little too loud for certain people, a little too honest for certain people. Those aren't my people at the end of the day. So there's all these truths that we have, all these things that we know about ourselves. And as we heal through that onion layer, we heal them deeper, we find more of them, and suddenly the truths we knew before change. You have to allow those truths to change. Anyone who loves you, truly loves you, is going to hold space for how you change. If they don't hold space for how you change, then they were only in it for how they could use you, how they could manipulate what you gave them, how they could continue their toxic patterns based on your behavior with them. And so it looks like a two-way street, right? Because it's always a little bit of a two-way street. We have shitty boundaries. People use those. 
And when we start to heal from that and we start to go, no, this doesn't feel right for me in terms of resonance. No, my truth is not this. It creates so much dissonance. Sometimes people's reactions are actually tools for you to see where there's dissonance. And sometimes seeing that dissonance fucking hurts so bad because we look at it and we're like, well, I thought that you loved me differently. I thought that you loved me in a way that was unconditional. And now I'm seeing that when I ask you, hey, this really works for me. This is what I need from you. Here's how we can do that safely. Is that, you know, like, and and there's a reaction with dissonance. There's a reaction that goes, I'm not going to do that. Why? Because that person wants to uphold their way of existing in that relationship with you, whatever the context is. There's no room for change or growth there. And that's where you notice that stagnancy. When you look at someone and they're unwilling to change, you've stagnated. And I'm not saying that you got to look as well while you do this and be mindful that the changes that you're asking, it's not that the other person needs to do them. They have a right to say no. And that just means that you're not a good fit. And that's not on you or not on them. It's just not a good fit. You can move forward in whatever way. You do not need to coexist in a relationship that kills your boundaries. The other person doesn't need to agree to all of your stuff if it doesn't meet them or their level of growth, et cetera, et cetera. Agree to disagree and move forward. And this is a lot easier said than done because a lot of us that have toxic codependency issues will be like, no, I need you to do this for me. I need you to keep the house clean while I'm at work. Well, maybe this person has a mental illness and just cannot do that. Okay, you both have boundaries with the situation. You have to somehow try to compromise or know that it's just not going to work. And that needs to be okay. Sometimes your boundaries need to be met, the other person's boundaries need to be met, and there's no way to mesh them. And that's okay because that person is also giving you their truth and you are giving them theirs. If your truths don't line up in a way that you guys can live together, maybe explore not living together. There's so many different things. And, and why do you have to feel ashamed of that? Society made you feel ashamed of that. Society did. It's not your guilt to carry. You don't have to carry that shit. And so anyway, when we're learning our inner truths, a lot of people will be like, well, you're being bossy. No, your truth is your truth is your truth is your truth. And that, that's it. And you should be allowed to express that just like the other person should be allowed to express that. And as long as that's expressed with love, as long as it comes from a loving process with yourself and other people where you're like, no, I, I just can't uphold this thing. That's it. That's what my truth is. Like... I definitely have a lot of truths in my own life and I have a very, very good partner where I can look at her and be like, these don't work for me. I know it's worked for me in the past. It's just not working right now. I don't know if I'll be able to reassess this later on or if right now I just need this thing to be this way. Can we explore ways that things can be this way? And then we'll have a discussion about it. She'll bring up her pros and cons to the situation. We'll bring up what works in reality and what doesn't. We'll find a system that manages to work around it. We almost always do. Why? Because my partner is continually willing to accept what my truth is radically, as I accept hers. And we have seen so much beauty in our lives because of that. She has become so much more of herself in this relationship. And I've become more of myself. And I am here for her growth and her change, always. I'm here for her radically learning to love herself, whatever that means and whatever it means for me in terms of her partner. I support her growth more than I support the context of a relationship. She is more important to me. 
And so we see really strong growth and change and love. And we definitely get into a lot of butting head conflicts as we learned to discuss this because we are two very different people. And it's really been enriching to see how someone can fundamentally disagree with me on something and we still manage to keep peace and we still manage to be like, okay, I don't, I don't agree with this at all. How can we both do this our own way? And in that, we've really grown into a really supportive relationship with each other that continues to grow and evolve. And I love that. I love that every day I know that she continually challenges me to be a better version of myself. And when I'm not following my truths, she's the first person to look at me and tell me, so you, uh, you're you not following what you said you needed here. What's going on? And so she helps me stay accountable to me and often voices truths that I've realized but have not been willing to look in the eye, having a two of swords moment. And so anyway, those should be the people you have in your life. If you can't be honest with the people in your life, they don't belong there. And so you may have to have them in little boxes or parameters or whatever works to maintain that relationship in your life. But truthfully, those aren't safe people for you. Like, I am very fortunate. I have a lot of friends that I'm very safe with. But recently, I had a huge blow up with someone who I thought was very safe. And so people that are safe in your life, maybe they're not safe for themselves sometimes. And so if you see someone that's unsafe for themselves, then they may not be able to extend that safety to you when you need it. And that's just something to be aware of, too. But anyway, you have all these truths within you. You have all these things that you're actively learning. People in your life should allow them to change. When you are in that place where they're not changing, you've stagnated. And you owe it to yourself to figure out how to move past that stagnation because you don't answer to anyone but you. Truthfully, you don't. Nobody knows you like you do. Nobody has to live with your consequences the way that you do. You should be, as a right, a free human being. But yet when we come to this earth, we're not free human beings. We come with all this family karma and these roles and responsibilities we didn't F and ask for. All these different things that are built on us that we didn't ask for. And yet we have to uphold them anyway, because if not, well, shame and you're the black sheep of the family. No, no, I didn't. I didn't fucking ask for that, respectively. And I'm not going to take it. That's that's your shit to carry. You want to uphold that because you've been brainwashed your whole life. Go ahead. Be my guest. I love you anyway. But that does not mean that you can ask that of me. Uh, 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 uh. No way. I have given up so much of my life to doing what other people wanted me to do, to trying to fit as a neurodivergent person, trying to fit into the system that just is not built for me whatsoever. And so I run into all these statements like you're lazy, you're disorganized, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, I was told I wasn't going to be able to draw as a child and I make money off of my art. Who told me that? Oh, my doctor told me that? I was told I'd be institutionalized my whole life at one point when I was dealing with some pretty severe mental health issues. Who told me that? Why? They're completely wrong. Don't listen to anything anybody tells you if it doesn't sit right with you. When you are asking for recovery and somebody's telling you, no, you can't have it, they are wrong. And of course, there's always things that we can't do. Like, here's something that I can't do. You can't talk to me and have me not interrupt you. I'm awful. I don't understand the flow of a conversation. And I've really had to learn 
to listen in a way that neurotypical people listen. Because I do have a lot of neurotypical friends. And with my non-neurotypical friends, they don't give a shit. And they interrupt me and we're just good back and forth. I always bring it back to their points. They bring it back to mine. It's a very healthy conversation. And when I know they haven't fully cooked out their idea, I ask them, hey, you weren't done talking about that, were you? I really think that's important. Can we get back to it? I really want to hear what you have to say. And I think we got distracted. Let's, let's rein it back because I can tell that that means a lot to you. And so anyway, within the confines of my own disability, that's very challenging for me. And yet I still have people being like, you're a piece of shit. No, Karen, I'm not. I'm not. I've had this, I've been born with this. I got diagnosed at a young age. It is what it is. And I try my best to correct for it, but I will never learn to sense the flow in a conversation. I really wish I could. I wish with every bone in my heart and anyway, every bone in my body, but it just ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. So I have to be mindful within my context of expression. Like, Am I ever going to be able to carry a cup without dropping it randomly, full of coffee all over my favorite things? Probably not. There's some issues with my hands. It is what it is. And and do I have to get new furniture a lot? Yeah, yeah, and it's it sucks, and, and it sucks. But it's never going to change. <laughs> it's If anything, it's going to get worse. So these are my truths, and, and I go around my life trying to manage what my truths are. And so the next person that tells me, hey, you're interrupting me, I'm going to be like, hey, let me listen more mindfully. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do that. I'm going to listen more mindfully and try my best to do that and sense the pauses. Or I'm going to ask that person to let me know when they're finished with their really deep thought. Or if it's okay if I take notes, if that would be too distracting for them. Or if I cannot maintain eye contact while they talk because that really helps me pay attention to the conversation. And that does help me sense the flow. Um, but... I have such a large sphere of things that I pay attention to at any given time and they're all super loud in volume. Like the ticking of the clock might be louder than that person talking to me. And so I interrupt not realizing that they were still speaking because all I can really pay attention to is the clock. And so I have to ask that person to change spaces and that needs to be okay because I do really want to pay attention to what they're saying and I do want to listen with love. It's just, I can't make my brain do the thing. Like I absolutely can't unless the stimulus is removed. And sometimes you're not at the comfort level with the person that you can tell them that. It doesn't feel safe to tell them that because if I would have told people that growing up, they would have been like, get your shit together, Kayla. You just need to ignore the ADHD. That's how you fix it. You just ignore the fuck out of it, right? Pretend it doesn't exist and all of your problems will go away. You must be like us. Pretend like us. One of us. One of- no, fuck off. <laughs> Truthfully though, fuck off. <laughs> no one tries to understand my brain. I try to understand everyone else's brain. It is my job to understand people's brains. I love brains. But nobody decided to pull up Google when I was a child. No one was like, ah, attention deficit disorder. What is that? Oh, Kayla just never shuts the fuck up. That's what it is. Oh yeah, okay. Let's blame Kayla for it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. Oh, the fact that, you know, Kayla taps her foot in class has got to be because she's an asshole. Yeah, that's, we're going to go with that. It's not because she's trying to pay attention like what she, what everybody demands she does 24-7. Just fucking pay attention. No, it's because she's an asshole. Yeah. No, no, it's not. The point is, nobody understands you. Nobody understands you the way that you do. And so your truths may look so fucking different from another person's truth. And I'm here to tell you whatever the fuck your truth is, I am here for it.
You want to tell me that you only want to, you know, dress up as someone who wears lizard skin every Sunday because you like the feel of lizard skin and every day you wish you could be wearing, like, lizard skin and have green eyes because you want to be a lizard? Fuck yeah. I love you. That is your shit. Your shit. It's not my job to be like, why does he wear lizard skin every Sunday? Like, grow the fuck up. Like, no. (laughs) Like, what? Absolutely not. And that's the reaction that we have to other people because we limit their truths too. Our ego limits the truth of others. And if you're listening to this and you want to follow your truth, make sure you're being damn mindful of how you might be judging the truth of others too. Because it's a cycle. If we can't uphold our own truths, chances are we don't let other people uphold theirs so we don't have to face ours, okay? And that can be really shitty to sit with. I've recently realized that I am super judgmental. Okay, I'm not as judgmental as some people, but I I can be damn judgmental. And it's because of my own issues, right? Like, sometimes someone will say something and I'll be like, that's not how you pronounce that. And that's because I was always schooled on how to pronounce things. Because when I read things and I say them out loud, they ain't the same. <laughs> and But that's not a, a judgment. That shouldn't be. Or, or when I see somebody just being themselves, sometimes in my head I'll judge them. And I have to have a conversation with Head Kayla being like, stop being an a-hole. That person's doing themselves. And then I usually end up thinking it's pretty impressive. Right? But sometimes I, I, I grew up around people who were judgmental. They didn't mean to be judgmental. They just were. And that's how they protected themselves and raised their own standards. And that's how they built their self-esteem. I don't want to build my self-esteem on tearing other people the fuck down. Absolutely not will that be happening in my brain. No way. I love people for who they are. And I know that I have things to unlearn with that. And I'm working hard. So when somebody does something and gets my tail feathers all up in a jumble, I'm going to tell them and I'm going to oust myself and be like, listen, I just thought this really horrible thing. Can we talk about it for a second? I need to, I need to set myself straight. I need to be honest with you. And so I try to move myself past those lessons because if there's anything I'm here for, it's radical self-expression and but the ways that I was told not to express, that's what I notice. When I see somebody expressing themselves the way that I was told not to express myself, there's a judgment. And that judgment doesn't belong to me. It is the echoes of a past life, of a life that I don't subscribe to anymore. And it's trying to rein it in for me because something brought up insecurity in me when that happened. Fuck that. That doesn't belong to me and I don't want to uphold it. And it's going to, you know, Kayla jail somewhere in my brain where it needs to think about what it said and why it said it. Because I'm not here for that. And so anyways, sometimes in our process of learning, we're really unlearning about other people too.
to see. But the point is, other people's clothing choices, none of your business. Other people's hair choices, none of your business. If somebody doesn't ask for your opinion, don't fucking offer it. We are done with commenting on people's bodies. Unless that comment is welcomed. Because we hurt people and we don't know that we do. And we hurt people because we have those truths that were given to us, that don't belong to us. It's like, I've always felt shamed for talking too much. And yeah, um, you know, obviously I have a podcast. I talk a lot. I think a lot. But in a conversation, I actually, like, as, as someone that has a lot of special interests, people don't let me talk about it. Like astrology and stuff like that, people be like, no, you can't talk about what motivates you because people get bored and they check out. But I listen to everyone's special interest. Um, not that everybody has those, but anything that anyone's passionate about. Like my friend the other day, they bought a new vehicle and, and they were popping off and they were like, oh, I'm so sorry. You don't probably really care about this. I'm like, no, none of that. And I started asking them questions about it. I was like, look, I don't really understand what you're talking about because I don't drive. But let me let me like, you know, think about questions that I can ask you because I do want to know more about what you're talking about. I don't want you to feel like you can't talk about that with me because people's interests are important. What people love is important. And so I was always raised with the truth that you you can't do that. You can't talk about those things. You have to stay in a surface level of conversation and not truly engage with another person. And when I did start to engage with another person, I felt fucking guilty. I felt guilty. I felt like I was taking up too much of their time, wasting too much of my breath, not really being present for the other person when I would pop off about astrology or any of the other things I'm really interested in. I want to forever be a safe space for that for people. People deserve to feel like they are actively cared about and not just on a surface level. Friendships should reach deeper. And anyway, so these are all these truths that were given to me to allow me to exist in a, in a context without embarrassing myself. Good, embarrass myself. You know what? I am an embarrassment and I'm proud to admit it. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that I'm fun and I'm loud and I'm ridiculous and, and I'm swearing every two fucking 5.5 seconds and I'm on good behavior right now. And why do I need to be on good behavior? Because someone might come across and judge it. Screw them. Anyway, I want to be me. I, I am only me and pretending to be someone else is just going to create all these energetic disimbalances that I don't want to deal with anymore. And so anyway, that's why I wanted to talk to you guys about inner truths and how important they are. Doing the work for this can look like a few different things. Doing the work for this can look like setting boundaries. Doing the work for this can look like writing down what the truths you know about are, about yourself, and in six months, looking at those truths again, redesigning them with what you've learned, adding any new truths that are for yourself, and that means when you are struggling, you look at that page and go, am I being accountable to me or is one of my truths getting skewered and I need to fucking deal with it? Because that's what happened to me recently. I did have a truth and then I was like, no, I can bypass it just this once because I want to do these things. And, blah, 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 blah. and then like a half a year later, I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? I am paying the price. I don't feel good. And, and my whole life was falling apart around me just trying to maintain this thing. And why? Who's got time for that? Just like, just do you. Whatever that is, whatever that looks like, whatever you need space for. There are so many laws in society that we just need to break with like heavily blunted objects. We just need to beat the shit out of them until those structures fall apart. But people also believe in these standards of living. But that doesn't mean that you need to. It doesn't mean that you need to follow that. You need to follow whatever allows you to exist in your life with health with joy, and with happiness. 
And so we can talk about creating happiness for yourself in another podcast. It is a deep passion of mine, and I would love to share that with you. So I definitely think if I'm called to do that on the next episode, um, I'm definitely going to do that. But at the end of the day, you deserve to be yourself uninhibited. The people that love you, truly love you, their love will only grow when you are yourself uninhibited. Your love for yourself will grow when you are yourself uninhibited. The things you love in other people are the things you love in you too. The things that inspire you, they're the things that you want to be free in, to be more of. You admire those things because you love those things because you probably are those things as well. Just note that you were not here to be anyone else within society's confines. You were here to thrive and learn your soul's lessons. Breaking free of all of that can allow you to truly learn anything that you need to. Because you will be listening to yourself uninhibited. You deserve that. Anyway, I just wanted to talk to you guys about inner truths. And that was my goal. So... In other news, in Flora Fauna news, I am going to be releasing some classes soon. Um, I'm going to be featuring them on Podia. They're going to be mentorship styled, but I'm looking at releasing some classes and teaching a healer how to heal themselves for their audience, but mostly for themselves. And in, in the same way that I'm talking about finding inner truths here, this is going to be part of the work that I'm working on with others. And most of the people that I work with on a regular basis are people who are healers in their own right or actively working at that. And so I wanted to provide a platform where they could really start to see themselves and get through the barriers that they may have to their work, to their authenticity. So I'm going to be releasing a course that's going to be about a month long on that. I'm only going to be taking a few students at a time and I'm going to be doing a few different courses as well. So I'm going to keep you guys updated as those are released. Um, I am hopefully going to be getting my newsletter back out, but in a different way. And I'm going to be bringing back meditation night, which I was already doing. And then I got busy and then I didn't do it. ADHD problems. So I'm going to be looking into that again. But you're going to see lots of change from me as I work to make sure that my platform serves me too. And that I can stay truly authentic while doing it. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And I hope you guys have a wonderful weekday. Yeah, week. It's Monday. Whatever day this is posted, enjoy it. Bye.